I was popular on campus at Purdue University. Um, I was healthy, I was fit, I looked joyful, um, I looked like I was having a blast. Of course, looks can be deceiving because Olympic diver David Budaya says when the doors closed and he was by himself, he was empty. He was looking for something to fill the void in his life. In the, the fall of 2009, uh, I didn't find it, uh, so contemplated suicide. David Budaya is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. A few episodes ago, you may recall a story with Steele Johnson, David's synchronized diving partner. Both of them together won silver at the 2016 Olympic Games in Rio. And David has a very powerful story of his own. He's a few years older than Steele, and God used him to help Steele see his need for a relationship with Jesus Christ. So today, David's story of faith in Christ. GPS. God. People. Stories. As a competitive diver, David Budai regularly dives off of platforms that are 33 feet above the water. But that is not what scared David when he started diving at age 11. I was traumatized, not because um, you have to dive off of a 10-meter platform, but because of what you have to wear when you dive. If you've seen diving and swimming, like that's not a cool thing for an 11-year-old boy. So. I was I was at first hesitant, but uh, once I got used to it a little bit, um, I started to love diving. After he got over his fear of the small swimsuits, David eventually had to face the fear of diving off a 10-meter platform. Going up to a, a three-story building and looking down and saying, all right, I'm about to do four and a half flips off of this, and I hope it goes well. Um, no sane person is going to go up there and be like, all right, let's do this. Um, and so you, you kind of have to have some uh, screws loose in your head, and I think that's the case for me. But, um, you know, a lot of it had to do with mental training, so learning how to really control my breast to, to be relaxed in a high-pressure situation, um, to be able to close my eyes and see the movements that I'm about to do in that air. So I have to set these little tiny goals, and so it, it starts with baby steps. And for me, that was going off the side of the pool and then going up another level and eventually I learned how to dive off the 10 meter through a lot of coaching and a lot of, uh, a lot of tears. But this was something that I always wanted to do was go to the Olympics. And this was the thing that was standing in my way. David's dream of going to the Olympics became a reality in 2008 when he competed in the summer games in Beijing. He was 19. He didn't medal in Beijing, but nonetheless, he was now officially an Olympian. And the year that followed was fantastic. And terrible. I mean, on the outside, it would look absolutely perfect. Like, I, how could it not? It was um, coming off of so much success from the 2008 Games. I, I was popular on campus at Purdue University. Um, I was healthy. I was fit. I looked joyful. Um, I looked like I was having a blast. Um, if you look at uh, my life, um, as far as a party scene would go. But, um, you know, when I when it was all done. So when the doors closed, it was just emptiness, whether it was uh, smoking cigarettes or trying to um, satisfy with the next drink. Uh, it, it, it just wasn't working anymore. This is how bad it got. I contemplated suicide. Before he went too far down that path, though, David talked to a friend of his who had become a Christian. He was struck by the changes he had seen in her life. Well, she suggested that David talk to his coach, Adam Soldati, who was also a strong Christian. Adam took me into his house um, the next night with his wife, Kimiko, and shared 
something that I didn't think that I, I needed, but uh, they shared the gospel with me. And so it wasn't long after that, probably uh, three or four weeks after investigating God's Word for myself, that I saw that I, I needed someone beside myself to save me from the destructive life that I was living and then obviously from uh, the wrath of God that uh, I deserve. That day you changed me And you made my past my past All I know is I'm not going back What's done is done, what's gone is gone You came to right my every wrong And leave them right where they belong That was late 2009 when David surrendered his life to Jesus. He was a sophomore at Purdue at the time. He went on to finish his schooling and to begin training for the 2012 Olympics. David won gold and bronze in those summer games, and then in October of 2012, he got married. In 2014, he and his wife, Sonny, had a baby girl named Dakota. Then he began training for his third Olympics, the 2016 Games in Rio. I look at my my walk and where I was in 2012 versus 2016, and um, obviously 2012, I was I was a little younger, uh, a lot more immature, and a lot less responsibility. And so, um, you know, the walk that I had during the games was steady uh, because I had accountability from my coach, Adam Soldati. But after the games, I, I went back to kind of that thinking of, well, this gold medal can be satisfying. And so I was putting my hope in that. And so just my, my walk looked so rocky at that point. And, um, you know, God has been gracious to grow me and my wife the past four years. In 2016, the games were just so much different, the maturity level, so wanting to actually get in the Word daily and knowing that if I don't, then this this day will be a train wreck. So I'm really just valuing my, my quiet time with God in the morning. And um, I don't know, I think, obviously, if you're you're trying to pursue the Lord and, and you're continuing to pray that He would open up... Um, your eyes to, to areas where you're you're not like him, then he's gracious to do that. And um, I can say four years has changed a lot because of that. As David works to be more Christ-like, he's thankful for the people God has placed in his life to help him along the way. I think one of the, the coolest things that God creates um, for us here on earth is community, and that has been absolutely crucial in my life. And so the, the Christian walk was never meant to be done alone. And if it if it for me, if it was done alone, then I would just be this total me monster, uh, seeping with arrogance and look at what I have accomplished. But um, I just have just an amazing wife and uh, so many people in my circle that continue to point me to Jesus when I when I want to veer away and think that I've accomplished everything on my own merit. And so that's that's probably the biggest thing is I would encourage people to get community to get someone that's going to hold them accountable and. Um, that's really one of the biggest things that I'm allowed to to stay meek, um, even when it's super hard to, um, that I have people speaking to my life and say, David, compared to the cross or compared to Jesus dying for you, this is absolutely nothing. Um, so I'm, I'm super thankful for that. David knows his life was changed by Jesus, and he wants other people to know that Jesus can change their lives too. One of the places where he shared the love of Jesus is the Olympic Village. That's the housing area set up by the Olympic host city for the athletes. David says, contrary to what you may have heard in the media, Olympic Village is not a 24-7 party. There's a lot of athletes trying to accomplish a dream, and so there's a lot of work going on there. But for me, just as a Christian, it's, it's a huge opportunity 
for me to be able to go in there and love those people um, as best as I can. So that means that I'm building relationships with other athletes um, to ultimately point them to true hope. And so a lot of us would put our hope in thinking that this metal that I'm training so hard for is going to satisfy me. And so me being able to have that kind of focus and um, being able to go in there with the, the job of loving God first and then loving others in the village is crucial. But uh, the Olympic Village, uh, it's just like any other campus, so whether it's a college campus or, or somewhere in the city, it's, it's lost people that, that need hope. There was a time in David Bodaya's life when he was lost and needed the hope that only Jesus Christ can offer. Does that ring a bell with you? Do you need that hope? We can help you find it. Go to BillyGrahamRadio.org. When you get to that website, look at the top and click on Grow Your Faith. That's at BillyGrahamRadio.org. So does David Bodaya pray to win before his competitions? He'll answer that question in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. How many of you are crying tonight on the inside? Billy Graham. On the outside, you have a mask. Inside, the peace and the joy and the happiness that you've always searched for is missing. Where is peace? Where is fulfillment? Where is life's purpose and meaning? Deep in your heart, something is missing. You don't know what it is. The thing that's missing is that personal relationship with Christ. Come to the cross. That's the only place you can find forgiveness. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, he doesn't take your troubles and problems away, but he gives you a peace and a joy that will enable you to go through them and live through them if you put your trust and your faith in him. You see, when you receive Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live into your life and He produces in you joy. It's supernatural joy. And there's pleasure beyond anything that you ever dreamed in Jesus Christ. And now back to the hosts of GPS, Jim Kirkland and Phil Fleischman. There's a new free video that gives you a behind-the-scenes look at the Decision America tour with Franklin Graham. You know, since January, Franklin's been visiting every state capital to hold a prayer rally. He also shares the message of Christ, and he encourages Christians to live out their faith at home, in public, and at the ballot box. Well, the new video, which is called A Time for Decision, takes a look at the tour from the inside out and how it's impacted people across the country. You can watch it online or order a free DVD of it at DecisionAmericaTour.com. That's DecisionAmericaTour.com. Our guest on this episode of GPS, David Budaya, and our guest from a couple of episodes back, Steele Johnson, compete together a lot. They are synchronized divers, and together they scored silver medals in the 2016 Olympics in the synchronized diving competition. We asked David if he and Steele pray before their competitions. Yeah, so that's one of the things that we do before every competition is making sure not that we're praying to to win, like this is everything, but obviously we want to. And so we we put that request up. But more importantly, um, when we do pray, Adam Soldati, our coach, really leads it. But um, we want to be able to go into this competition and 
uh, just be a vehicle for God's glory. And so we know at the end of it, God has already written the, the end of what this competition looks like. And so our job is to be able to go in there and, and do what it takes to, to give Him glory. Um, so whether that's us accomplishing a silver medal or of us, um, you know, getting sixth place, um, we have an opportunity to be able to, to proclaim Him. You have an opportunity to proclaim Jesus with this episode of GPS. You can share it on Facebook or tell your friends about it in person. We appreciate your doing that, and we appreciate your listening. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. GPS, God People Stories, is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Oh,